Well, good afternoon, Lake Norman, and welcome to Town Talk. We're coming to you live from WSIC, the Real Talk Studio, nestled on the banks of beautiful Lake Norman, streaming worldwide from Brisbane, Australia, to Davidson, North Carolina, population 15,132. I'm your host, Bill Russell, president of Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce, the largest chamber of commerce in the Charlotte region. My guests today are Tracy Madison Brandon. She is a commissioner for the town of Davidson, Alicia Bergman, commissioner for the town of Huntersville, and Scott Higgins, commissioner for the town of Cornelius. My producer, Bill Blakely, in the other room. Bill, today is Wednesday, February 28th. But do you know the significance of February 28th? Is it the normal last day of February? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's not what I was going all right, for. All right, what you got for me? All right, Alicia, you know what the significance of February 28th is? That people who are born on February 29th, we'll have a very special day tomorrow. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> the day uh, after my birthday. That, that, I feel like I'm playing the That's word of the right. day. That's not right. quite it. Yeah. Okay, Tracy, uh, uh, what, what is the significance? I have no clue. Scott. It's the day after my birthday. The day, uh, well, there you go, the day after your birthday, which is a national holiday for sure. But no, today is National Tooth Fairy Day. <laughs> national Tooth Fairy Day. In 1927, Esther Watkins Arnold printed an eight-page booklet for children called the Tooth Fairy. And the average the average price now or the average take for a kid is is what? What do you think it is? What do you give your kids if they have a tooth out? Well, it's been a few years now. Average, I'd say whatever a parent has in their wallet that <laughs> night when they forgot <laughs> that the Tooth Fairy needs to come visit. Tracy, what what did you did did the Tooth Fairy visit you? Uh no. But as I recall now this is a long time ago, so I would say a dollar back in a the day. A dollar, a dollar, a dollar. Wow. Did you get, Scott, did you get a dollar? No, we what, got a quarter. Uh, okay, Bill, what did you get? What did the Tooth Fairy bring you? It was, uh, it was pretty pretty modest. I would say that, uh, let's see, and I don't even remember. Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy is very kind to me. <laughs> That's okay. very kind to me. A couple of action Jacksons. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, maybe a dollar or two. Wow, y'all, yeah. yeah. you did really good. Scott, I'm right there with you. Uh, if, if I had been a really good boy and I told my mother that I had a tooth out, then the tooth fairy would come and maybe it was a quarter. Maybe. A quarter. Do you know the average average now is 3 to $4 for to a five. tooth? Well, it probably is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, three, four dollars for a tooth. Now again, the shock was when I didn't tell anybody I had a tooth out and I put it up under the pillow. And <laughs> tooth fairy missed me altogether. I didn't understand that. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. Well, yeah, <laughs> today National Tooth Fairy Day, so Love not that. everybody has it. We have two newcomers when it comes to being a commissioner. One veteran, uh, Alicia. I, I got to ask you, Brisbane, Australia. I mentioned it in the opening. Um, how did somebody, Pennsylvania, right? Are you originally? Yeah. How did somebody from Pennsylvania become a the joint director for the Refugee Claimant Support Center in Brisbane, Australia. How does that happen? Huh. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the short version is I've always been a person that likes to do things a bit out of the box. So when I um, wanted to go to grad school uh -huh. um, and my spouse was looking at med school, we decided to look outside the country. And I had met my spouse in undergrad. And so he attended medical school at the University of Queensland at Queensland, the same time I attended the same university for international relations. And I started uh, working at the agency, which I um, went on to become a joint director of. And I was looking at your bio. You've also been a volunteer at the Carolina Refugee Settlement Agency. 
What is that and, and what exactly did you do? Sure. And it's funny you ask that because right now I have a trunk load of um, a rocking chair and some other donations to take down there tomorrow. Um, so timely question. Uh, but the Carolina Refugee Resettlement Agency is one of the resettlement agencies in Charlotte. Um, I believe there's two here. Um, Catholic Services has one as well that works with the federal government to help resettle individuals that come through um, our refugee system. So often from various refugee camps, um, they arrive and resettlement agencies provide assistance for the first uh, few months that they are in uh, the community. And then they help in the transition to some other agencies and organizations that help longer term. Scott, I was telling you before they arrived, um, before the show started, we're going we're gonna to share some things that people probably never knew about their elected officials. And, and again, staying with Alicia, in 2021, she helped leave the CALM, C-A-L-M, Afghan project, recruiting a network of health professionals to volunteer at a pop-up health clinic for hundreds of Afghan humanitarian refugees that arrived in Charlotte after the fall of Kabul. Can, can you share a little bit about that, too? That's, that's amazing. Sure. And that um, was something that was entirely volunteer-driven. Uh, it's basically... The organizations up to that point in time over the previous years had been pretty much um, down to skeleton crew. There weren't a lot of refugee arrivals coming into the country. So when the fall of Kabul happened and humanitarian parolees um, started arriving in various cities around the country under that uh, visa program, um, agencies were kind of caught in a tough place because, one, it was a pandemic. Two, um, they had shorter staff than they had in previous years. So... I and a few others, you know, we saw what was happening. We saw how great the need was and that organizations were struggling to meet that need. So um, it's very volunteer driven. Um, Calm is actually pretty much a mom's group um, in the community. And I used the networks and connections that I had to, you know, set up um, ways that we could help assist organizations um, when we had, you know, a couple hundred arrivals coming within a very short period of time. And going back to Australia, how long were you in Australia? Four years. Four years. Wow. Wow. And staying on this theme of things you may not know about your elected officials, uh, Tracy is now in her second term uh, at, at the town of Davidson, but she is a Davidson campus staff minister, and you're an ordained minister. Yes, I am. Uh, is a particular denomination? I was ordained under the United Missionary Baptist Association. And how long have you been doing that? I've been a minister for a long time, but I was ordained in uh, 2020, um, 2021, 2021. Um, yeah, because, and, yeah. And, and what kind of services do you, you, do, you uh, do over in, in Davidson? I mean, what, what do you do with Davidson students? At the college? Mm -hmm. We do a lot of uh, discipleship, Bible studies, small groups. Um, we also do collaborations with other campus ministries. Um, we work in conjunction with the chaplain's office there at Davidson College. We do fellowship outings. We do one-on-one um, -on -one counseling and discipleship as well, besides having small groups. And we also do outreach. Mm -hmm. So there's uh, several organizations that we will volunteer for. We have one coming up with um, Davidson College Presbyterian Church with their room in the end. And we also have volunteered for um, an alum, um, Andrew Lovedale, his organization, um, uh, Success, um, hmm, 
I can't remember what it is now, but yeah. it deals with. Um, you know, I, I was struck by something. I think it was Ruby Houston said to me, and you know Ruby real well. Yes. Um, she she mentioned that the most segregated hour of the week is eleven o'clock on a Sunday morning. If you've ever thought about that, because we all head to our respective churches, and they're sometimes segregated places. You, know, you don't think about it. You 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 go to your church, and maybe a largely African American congregation or or a white congregation, so um, Indian population. But that was struck by that. We're going to go to a break from our sponsors, and uh, I hope you'll stay with us on Town Talk. We'll be back in a few moments. Thank you very much for joining us today. There you go. Thank you very much. For those of you streaming with us, we're still on Town Talk, and we're going to talk about some Chamber of Commerce activities. Uh, but first, I want to go back that I, I just said that uh, Ruby Houston, the most segregated moment uh, or hour of the week, uh, Sunday mornings, 11 o'clock, because we all go to our respective uh, houses of worship. And very often we don't have, I mean, in my church, I, I think we have one black family at Bethesda. Um, and she's an elder, actually, matter of fact, but, and she's, she's my shepherd and she always sends me cards and reminds me, Bill, we haven't seen you lately. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, that, that struck me. Uh, I've never forgot what Ruby said. Well, one of the reasons is that typically churches are neighborhood churches. Mm -hmm. And so it's indicative of the congregation to look like the neighborhood in which the church resides. Mm -hmm. Now, the church that I am a member of, Gethsemane Baptist Church in Davidson, it started off as a neighborhood church, but now we have congregants coming from Statesville, from South Charlotte, from Troutman, from Concord, Kannapolis, all, all over the place, which changes the dynamics of midweek services and um, coming together for specific fellowships. Now, with the campus ministry, one thing that we focus on with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship is a multi-ethnic, mm -hmm. multicultural <clears throat> right. um, capacity for um, the Davidson students. And uh, Davidson does a lot of recruiting um, for international students, and also they have uh, really increased their student population with people of color. Um, we, we normally use this break to talk about Chamber of Commerce activities and uh, a seminar that we had last week was just outstanding. We had a marketing seminar at the Chamber of Commerce and Jamie Lane uh, did a program on Design Like a Boss Mastering Canva, which is an, an application you could use to, to create JPEGs and, and flyers and things you're, you're putting on your Facebook or your social media. Uh, Jamie is with the Lake Norman Economic Development Corporation, does a fantastic job marketing the events, very well attended program, but uh, it was fantastic. We had, I think we had 38 professional development programs last year at the Chamber of Commerce. And again, uh, that was another outstanding one, and we're going to have a lot more fantastic programs coming up. For you uh, on streaming with us and watching us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and all of the other devices, we're going back to our show in just a few moments. Thank you for joining us. Town Talk continues now. Here's your host, Lake Norman Chamber President Bill Russell on 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. Welcome back to Town Talk. I'm Bill Russell, your host. I have Tracy Madison Brandon, the commissioner for the town of Davidson. We have Alicia Berksman, commissioner for the town of Huntersville, and Scott Higgins, uh, actually Dr. 
Scott Higgins, uh, commissioner for the town of Cornelius. Um, Scott, I want to go to you. Uh, we were talking about things that people may not know about each other, about their elected officials. And um, you're a driver for the Metrolina Food Bank, and I you've am. been doing that since 2008. What inspired you to do something like that? I've always been involved in community service, even going back to high school. You know, <clears throat> I went to Rotary, uh, you know, I was president in Iraq, and then I got service there. And then we talked about JCs before we came on the air, was involved in JCs. And uh, I just feel like that's part of what one needs to do to be a good citizen. Mm -hmm. And uh, being retired, I had the time, and I knew many of the folks who uh, were a part of that organization, which is out of the United Methodist Church in Davidson. And uh, it's it's very rewarding. And I, I, I like to do things that are meaningful. Mm -hmm. And and Tracy, that's really what I think led you to your role at the town was, was your your passion for community service more than being an elected official. Is that right? Absolutely. People would ask me, well, how are you going to mix politics with a ministry? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to be who God's called me to be, and that's definitely a community servant. And I believe that as a commissioner, you know, that's the one thing that we all agree on is that it is a service to the community. Right. Um, and it's nonpartisan. And so that is even kind of, you know, reiterates that we're here to serve our communities and to serve them well. But if you're not out in the community with the people and services, you know, you're, you're really kind of, uh, you don't get what you need to know from your True. constituents about the things that you're going to be deliberating on and taking votes on. Absolutely. Um, Alicia, you and Scott, um, while this may be your first foray as the commissioner for the town, but you were vice chair of Parks and Recreation for Huntersville. Um, Scott, you were chair yeah. uh, of Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the, the role that Parks and Recreation plays in any community because <clears throat> it's, it's about quality of life. So talk a little bit about what you're most proud of. How long were you on the Parks Board? I was on for about four years. Okay. And, and Scott? Seven. Seven years. Uh, in your four years of Parks and Recreation, what are you most proud that your 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 team brought together for the town of Huntersville? Sure. And, well, before, you know, I kind of answer that, you know, I, I want to mention, too, when we did our downtown master plan, Parks and Rec Greenways, mm -hmm. parks, and those types of amenities are always at the top of the list of what residents want to see. It's usually number one, two, three, and four unless transportation gets mm -hmm. in there somewhere. Um, but I'd say, I mean, I'm honestly proud of all of it. Um, most of it, I mean, I feel it's part of a team. I mean, I don't take direct responsibility for any of the achievements. It's, sure. you know, it's the staff that really leads the way on those initiatives. Um, the groundbreaking and opening of the Rosedale Nature Park is one that I'm especially, uh, was especially excited about um, because of the way that it incorporated some of the natural ele elements of the land with the boulders and things to create a play space. Uh, our greenways, um, always, I've been at every ribbon cutting for every section of greenway that opens as a cyclist. You know, I personally look forward to that continued expansion. Scott, same question for you. Uh, Almost the same thing. Right. I, uh, we're real proud of our emerald necklace, which we're going to have all our greenway system. We're actually going to give a presentation on that at the North Bank Rec Center tomorrow at 9 a.m. People want to know all about it. Where does it go? 
uh, and it's trying to create a necklace or a circle of the greenways uh, around Cornelius and goes into Davidson and going to hook up with uh, Huntersville. So uh, greenway system is number one, but we also have more fields mm-hmm. in Cornelius than almost any other town our size, which is so very popular with not only uh, baseball, Little League baseball, and but now we have soccer and lacrosse and everything else going on. So uh, and our parks, we have more parks than a lot of uh, towns have that uh, our size. So I, I'm just, I'm thrilled about it because my whole emphasis is that we connect people to their amenities in a way that uh, they can take the whole family and enjoy a lot of things. Uh, now, weren't you on the original uh, Kane Art Center? I was. You were on the original board yeah, of the that. original, the, the planning board, yeah. How special is it to be able to, from the inception and vision of, we want to bring uh, an art center to our region, not just Cornelius, yeah. the, the whole region, and then it opened as a debt-free facility? I, it's incredible. Uh, I can remember making notes about a, a vision and, and a mission on a blackboard with chalk, you know, years ago, and how far we've come. And uh, uh, Mayor Washam has done an excellent job in spearheading that Kane Center, along with a lot of other community officials, and uh, it's it's just the center of downtown now. And we look to you know even uh, improve all the services around it, and maybe have some restaurants and other mm-hmm. kind of things. But it we needed an identity for downtown. We needed a place to go for people to congregate and to and improve the arts. And so now it's going to branch into a whole arts district. Right. So I'm very proud of that. Tracy, we were talking about greenways, and and when you think about Davidson, uh, certainly that's a huge resource that you have. Roosevelt Wilson Park, obviously, but uh, talk about your greenways. The greenways are crucial to um, having another form of transportation, not just for exercise purposes, but just to getting into town and getting around town. So, um, as you know, Main Street and Davidson can get very congested, and so we are advocating for people to walk to um, share ride and also use the greenways, yeah. um, not just for jogging and bicycling, but just to get around into connectivity. So we're looking forward to the, the improved connectivity that's going to come with Cornelius well, greenways. We, you, we've actually connected Davidson with Cornelius through mm-hmm. the Antiquity yes, Greenway. the Antiquity Greenway. And to the Art Center and to Davidson's. Yeah, so that connection is huge just for, because it's only so much Greenway, and we continue to look to expand it. But one of the things that um, I'm proud of, I wasn't on the board when this was um, approved, but the Beatty Park mm-hmm. that opened, it opened last year, and that ribbon cutting was very special because it was just great to see something come to fruition that had been approved, and um, it was with the help of some state grant money, actually, that really pushed it. And so collaboration is really big on tr- in getting the funding for these greenways, and it's important for the connectivity of the Lake Norman region, honestly. A same kind of question of you, though. How big is how how important is parks and recreation to the the life of Davidson? It's very important because it's such a walkable mm-hmm. town. Um, you know, we're the smallest of the three, and it's it's a walkable town um, all the way through and through, and so. Um, as people move there and relocate there from different walks of life, uh, we, we have a lot of people that move from uh, the East Coast 
and well as um, we get a lot of uh, people from Ohio, as a matter of fact, <laughs> northern Ohio, but they like the walkability. And so the Greenways kind of takes you away from traffic. It's a little safer mode of transportation if you're a cyclist. And so that's very important to our Vision Zero um, uh, uh, plan that we have um, that's in place just trying to promote more safety. So the Greenways, to me, actually speak to helping safe safely safe travels. Tracy, when does uh, concerts on the green start up? Um, I believe they start up in um, April or May. Right, so it's right yeah. around the corner. It's right around the Do corner. We, have we seen any of the schedule for? Yes, uh, the schedule is posted on the website. Yes. Any anything uh, anything I need to know about? We have the embers coming back. They we always have such good bands, you all, <laughs> and so. Those are that's one of the ones that's a popular uh-huh. uh, band that requested to come back, and then we also have a gospel fest toward the end of the season that um, I was instrumental in actually getting um, it to be as part of that rotation, part of the concert series. We also started having uh, concerts at circles at uh-huh. thirty cir- right. thirty at circles at thirty, um, and those are on Saturdays, and so. We're trying to just kind of incorporate um, some opportunities for businesses that are typically closed on Sundays. And so we do have some Saturday concerts on the green as well. And you can't talk about Davidson without Christmas and Davidson. We just oh, had wow. that a few months ago. But how many how many people did we have at this year's Christmas and Davidson? I'm not sure of the, the ending number, but it's like 10,000. Wow. It's really crazy. It's like for over the three-day the course of three days. Now, Scott, you guys built a beautiful amphitheater almost a decade ago. How how long ago was that amphitheater built over over in the park? Um, not the, the Bailey Park. Oh, the Bailey Road Park. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not really sure what when that was built. But we have do we have we have a concert series coming yes. up, up there too. Yes, absolutely, uh, concert series and all kinds of uh, different functions related to that, and uh, uh, it's going to be a a good event for a lot of things. Alicia, were you serving on the Parks and Rec Board when the, the development or the vision of the Ice House was brought up? That was, I, I know what you're referring to. That was before my, before my time okay. on Parks and Rec. Okay. So um, that was probably about three, three and, years. And when we I talk about that, it, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful facility. It's gorgeous. Uh, sort of behind Town Hall. Um, and there's been concert series. Bring, uh, y'all are bringing a lot of concerts there too. Uh, is that schedule out? It is. Um, and so at Veterans Park in the Ice Veterans, House Veterans stage, Park. Ice, yes. <laughs> that um, I know um, our jazz series will be kicking off um, sometime this spring. I'm not sure if it's <clears> April <throat> or May. Um, the town always hosts um, you know, Breakfast with Duck and Bunny. Um, I mean, there's a wide variety of activities that we do in uh, at Veterans Park right. and on the, that stage. These celebrations are so important to the communities. I know our, our Lake Toberfest and, and the Symphony in the Park. Drawing 10,000 people from... Symphony in the Park is one of my favorites. Yeah, 10,000 people. Well, Band of Oz is one of my favorite <laughs> concerts on the green. But uh, it's it's amazing. And it's it's something that brings all three towns in the region together. So you're a beach music guy, too? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You like beach music? Yes. Okay. I like all kinds of music. Uh, Tracy? I'm more jazz. More jazz. Jazz and soul. <laughs> Yes. Well, we're uh, we're going to go to a break. We're going to hear from our sponsors, and we're going to pa- come back. We're going to talk about infrastructure and downtown development. So, stay with us on Town Talk. We'll be right back on WSIC.
those of you who are streaming with us on <clears throat> Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, and I, I have a difficult time. I've said this time and time again. I have a difficult time saying, hey, uh, on X versus Twitter, because I don't know how to, you know, I used to tweet. I don't know how to X per se. I don't know really how to do that. It's sort of like the Prince, the whole Prince thing. You remember when Prince did away with Prince, he became a symbol? Yeah. Uh, and he was no longer Prince. He was symbol. How do you yeah. pronounce that? I mean, exactly. <laughs> how, do you, how do you really do that? The artist but, uh, is no longer Prince. Yeah, the artist that's no formerly longer known as. <laughs> yeah. Formerly known as. Formerly known as. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we're having town hall day here at the here at the studio with with uh, our commissioners, but we also had a fantastic town hall day. Um, every third Friday uh, of the month, the Chamber of Commerce, eight thirty at the Chamber, we have Focus Friday, and so we had all three mayors. So Rusty was there from Davidson. Uh, we had Woody here from Cornelius and, and Christy here from Huntersville, and they shared what was going on. And again, it was a fantastic program. This coming Focus Friday, which is going to be March the 15th, we have a focus on our local police department. So all three police chiefs will be at the Chamber of Commerce. And, of course, Beth Cashin, former commissioner for the town of Davidson, is our public policy chair, and she's going to be doing that. Um, Alicia and I just came back from doing a ribbon cutting. We're, we are doing a lot of ribbon cuttings at the Chamber of Commerce, and, and Scott, you've been a part yeah. of them, too. But today we welcomed a new business in Huntersville, Everbowl. Uh, Tanya Jackson was there, and we kicked off their business. They've been in business for a little while, I think, but they just recently joined the Chamber of Commerce, and they serve smoothies. And, and of course, I had a smoothie. It was absolutely delicious. It had all kinds of stuff in it. Did you have one of their smoothies? It did, but I'd like to hear you pronounce um, the name of the bowl. I, I have no idea what I... Because I'm, I'm not great. Acai? Is that how it's... I, I is that how it's, you know, the Hawaiian... A-C-A-I. I never quite remember how to pronounce it. I had a smoothie with... delicious. I had a smoothie with strawberries and bananas. I don't know what it was called. But I'm telling you what, it was fantastic. So it was really good. We've got on Bill, Bill, my producers in the other room on Tuesday, March the 5th, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, a ribbon cutting for the grand opening of the Pete Cobbler Factory. You know, I'm there. Oh yeah. Located at 21323 Catawba Avenue in Cornelius, the Peach Cobbler Factory, which by the way, Tracy, you were there. They served Peach Cobbler at our diversity program at Ada Jenkins a couple of weeks ago. And yes, the Peach Cobbler was good. But they also served banana pudding, Bill. That's my weakness. Oh, my gosh. Um, it was funny. Dan Houston, I had already had my peach cobbler. I mean, they served me peach cobbler. And I looked, and there's all these little cups of little banana puddings. And I looked at him and said, yeah, go ahead and have one. And so I had one. And he looked at me, and he said, you want another one? I said, yes, I do. So, As a matter of fact, so, I do. So I had, I had two peach, uh, one peach cobbler and two banana puddings. Okay, for the you streaming with us, we're going back to Town Talk in just a few moments. Stay with us. Now more Town Talk with Lake Norman Chamber President Bill Russell on 105.9, 100.7, WSIC. Local starts here. Welcome back to Town Talk. I'm your host, Bill Russell. I have Tracy Madison Brandon, who is the commissioner for town of Davidson, Alicia Bergsman, who is commissioner for town of Huntersville, Scott Higgins, who is a commissioner for town of Cornelius. We were just talking about the opening of the Peach Cobbler Factory coming here, uh, uh, restaurant coming up next week. Um, really looking to the Peach Cobbler Factory coming to the Cornelius. And and uh, I was just sharing that uh, I got into their banana pudding and it was it was delicious. I got a question for you, Tracy. You're a newcomer, somebody is newcomer in the town of Davidson. Uh, what is the one attraction or one thing you say, you've got to go there? They've been here for maybe a month. What are you going to steer them to? What do they need to see? Regarding restaurants? or Any, oh, anything. Oh, anything to see. A newcomer comes to town. Oh, wow. Um, hmm. 
I would think, I would, I would definitely say our parks. Um, I'm an outdoor person and like to sit at the parks and things like that. So I would definitely say Beatty Park since it's the newest. Um, Roosevelt Wilson Park is right there on Griffith Street, and um, any any of the shops down uh, on Main Street are just very quaint, and you always find something there that is different, right? Very unique on Main Street. So, and then you know, there's different restaurants there as well. Alicia, I've been a resident for the town of Huntersville since 1995, and this is going to put you in a real bad spot, just like it does me when somebody. If somebody said, what's the best restaurant to me as a chamber president? I go like, well, anyone that's a chamber member. <laughs> but it's, it's really difficult, I know. But somebody's just moved to Huntersville. What do you say they've got to check out? I feel like we're starting to get to the point where you can almost spend, you know, a good chunk of the day in downtown Huntersville. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have kids starting at Discovery Place Kids. Oh, yes. And, you yeah. know, I mean, easily a couple hours there. Um, just across the street from there at the downtown Greenway, currently there's the Sculptor, which is a series of, I think we have five or six um, public sculptures that are along that section of the Greenway. It was part of a, a grant the town received, I believe, through the Arts and Science Council. Um, so just taking a stroll on the Greenway, um, listening to the pickleball in the distance, the kids at the playground. And then 760 is right there that oh, absolutely, opened yeah. up. Has it, it's been more than a year now. Um, time flies. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's a family-friendly establishment. They've got a space, you know, outside um, for the kids to play in a little safe area. The food trucks come every uh, day that they're open. And, yeah, our downtown is really starting to uh, pick up. It is. We're going to talk about downtowns in just a minute, too. But, Scott, okay, somebody's brand new to Cornelius. What, what, is, what is the thing that you were going to say? you just got to check this out. Well, depending on which end, east or west, I mean, you can start with Crafty Burger and Cool Fish. Those are hot places mm -hmm. now on the east side. And, West Side, I mean, Peninsula Prime, Lost Worlds, uh, Fresh Chef, uh, those are kind of the places that, that I reckon pe recommend people go to. Alicia, I was, I was sharing with Scott that uh, immediately after this program wraps, I am headed to Burkdale Village. Uh, I, Finn and Fino opens tonight. Uh, so John Dressler's new restaurant, uh, where Dressler's used to be, uh, is opening tonight. I've got Susan and I have reservations for 7 o'clock, but I'm going to run to Burkdale real quickly and uh, do some shopping. Uh, so I got some shopping that I want to do. But I, you talked about spending the day in downtown Huntersville. You could spend the day in Burkdale Village. And um, a lot of people, they don't, you know, when they first come here, they don't realize that Burkdale Village is, is not his own community. That, that that may not be the downtown because it, 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 it's like a downtown presence. But there's all this shopping and there are all these new stores coming in. Um, Kilwins, I just, I can't, I can't even go. I, I, last week we had a yeah. ribbon cutting yeah. and I said, okay, I'm going across the street because I, I love Kilwins and going in there and getting their, their, uh, maple fudge. That's another one of my things. But we talked about downtown districts and, and it goes without saying that, that Davidson has just a beautiful downtown, so much to do, so much dining. There's communities that don't have near the restaurants we have in their whole city. And we have those just downtown. It's just wonderful. Yes, it's really good. We have a small um, downtown plan as well as that mirrors that mirrors well with the historic uh, preservation. And so it's important to us uh, the type of businesses that come into downtown and that they're enjoyable, not just for residents, but we have so many visitors, with, especially with the college uh, being right in the center of it all. We have people who are coming there for college visits all the time and 
uh, meeting at Famous Toastery and um, Flatiron is very popular, as well as um, even even on the south part of Main Street, you mm -hmm. have car burritos. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, those burritos are heavenly. <laughs> so, I'm getting hungry with this conversation. And then Wits, you have Wits. Right, right. And one of my favorites, actually, is, is, is a... It's been there for many, many years. It's the soda shop. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there's this, it's like a, you have, you know, have some Mexican, oh, the Indian restaurant is also How great. How many restaurants are just right there in the downtown district? How many? Yeah, I was just trying to to, to add them up, but it's it's at least 10 down um, on the right. main strip. Right. But then I didn't want to forget about down it's the southern part where Carburitos is. and Restaurant um, X. Restaurant X is down that way. So it's probably close to 12 now that I think about it. In that little strip of... Uh, Alicia, you know, um, the Chamber of Commerce since 1996 has been hosting candidate forums uh, every other year for, for town board candidates. And since 1976, uh, 1996 until recently, the conversation was all, we're going to develop downtown. We're going to develop downtown. I heard this for 25 years. We're going to develop downtown Huntersville. But we're starting to down develop downtown and we're starting to see things happening. You know, you, you've seen the old police station, which is now 760, the crap. You, you've got North State developing what they're doing. Uh, and then I think it was just last week, you voted on, on plans for a new town hall. Can you talk about that? Sure. And well, um, the votes in the last month aren't necessarily um, the, for the new town mm -hmm. hall. It's it was more to, you know, we approved the mm -hmm. financing contract and construction to move forward of a plan that ex um, right. the previous board. Uh, but it is exciting. I mean, groundbreaking is going to happen sometime this spring. Um, really, you know, part of the thing that Huntersville is doing is working on the infrastructure, mm -hmm. um, whether that's the Main Street Road project, which um, has improved safety in the area, um, especially in widening the sidewalks, um, changing some of the parking a little bit, um, making it a little bit more safer for pedestrians to walk in that section, um, and other infrastructure improvements, um, which come along and hopefully help to drive um, business growth in the downtown area. You know, Scott, I, I, I don't mean to to, to beat on Cornelius, but uh, up up until recently, up until the Kane Center for the Arts, mm -hmm. we didn't really have a downtown district. And, and Tracy, I'm going to share something with you. In 1996, when I started this Chamber of Commerce, um, I actually was going to go downtown to, to talk to Bob Race, who was the town manager at the town hall, which was in the old police station. And you've been here, I think it's for mm -hmm. long, as long as I have. Um, I parked my car and I looked and there were there was an old rundown mill across from the police station, really where town hall sits now. And there were a couple of goats uh, sitting there, one on the ramp and one on the ground, and they were eating eating grass and stuff. And this is downtown. And and I walked in, and I said, um, and I'm the brand new chamber director, right? And I said, uh, is are are there goats across the street? And he said, oh, that, our petting zoo. And I thought he was, you know, I thought I said, we have a petting zoo. And of course, what that really was was the town was trying to get the property and the owner didn't want to sell the property, wanted to use it for something else. And the town was leaning on him. So he did that as kind of a rub against the, the town. Um, but we had a dilapidated falling in mill with goats across the street. Uh, we had a town hall, which really, really should have been condemned at that particular point, And it wasn't, but we built a new police station. We built a new town hall. We got the new Kane center for the arts. And now we've got a new project with Mark Miller. Can you talk about what's coming to Cornelius? Well, we hope the amenities that 
a lot of the folks want, have wanted for years. Uh, restaurants, uh, shops, very uh, uh, international looking look to that area and surrounding the Kane Center. When folks come to the Kane Center, they need some place to go and before and after. And we're trying to create that. Along with, we've, we're putting together a master plan for the whole downtown area. I, I tell you, the one thing I was so proud of is when we did the light up Cornelius and, mm-hmm. and we lit the Christmas tree, we closed the street, Catawba there in front of the police station and, and town hall, and people were able to go up and down. Vendors were up there. The Youth Symphony was there. We're lighting the tree. It was. It just created that environment that uh, similar to what Davidson has on a smaller scale. Right. But it really brought the community together, and that's that. The whole development that's going to continue. A lot of pedestrian. You mentioned wider sidewalks and accessibility. Uh, as long as we can do that, create a safe environment for for pedestrians and cyclists, it's it's exciting. You know, this morning I was listening to Good Morning Lake Norman, which I, I Bill, I listen to Good Morning LKN every morning, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock, would not miss that. They were talking about downtowns, though. They talked about what, what are the be- best downtowns in the Lake Norman region. And um, certainly from our perspective, it had always sort of been Mooresville. Mooresville had a, an old and, and, and nice downtown district. Uh, here in here in North Mecklenburg, we could always talk about Davidson, but Davidson's smaller, but it had a fantastic downtown. Huntersville and Cornelius have not really had a really big downtown presence until now. And I, I got to tell you, as president of the Chamber of Commerce, I am so excited about what's happening in Huntersville and so excited what's happening in Cornelius and will continue to happen in and and, and uh, Davidson, and you've got to be excited about the new town hall because, again, uh, yes. I went to a presentation that you guys had in December, and I walk in, and yes, the town board meeting was going on, but there were things going on all over town hall. There were arts and cultural projects and, and things, and I think probably Brit, a lot of things happening at your town hall. That's one place that I would suggest to, if you come have a chance to see it, come and visit it. It's been renovated from an elementary school, and we've, you know, kept the old with and implemented the new, and it's a great combination. And the old town hall is now just totally the police department, right? The police and, and fire. the fire and the yes. fire department in the back. Yes, safety yeah. building. Uh, for those of you who are with us on Town Talk, we're going to go to a break and hear from our sponsors. Please stay with us. For those of you streaming, uh, thank you for staying with us on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and YouTube and all the other social media platforms that we're on. We're going to talk about some Chamber of Commerce uh, activities. Um, I'm going to ask you all a question, though. Um, and this this last segment that we have, um, what do you think, as an elected official, the Chamber should be focusing on? I'll start with you, Tracy. When I think of the Chamber, I think about... Um, collaborating with businesses, promoting Uh businesses. Because if you think about, in the Lake Norman region, there are so many businesses, small and large and medium sizes. And so I think that one of the key things is to be able to uh, promote their businesses because that's the name of the game. They want Uh their name recognition out there. And I think the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce can absolutely speak to that. So that's one of the things that comes to my mind is just promoting, being able to promote their businesses, but also to network with other businesses. Mm-hmm. 
so that they can receive the support that they may need. And it may be tech support. It may be, you know, how to better um, uh, align your business financially. And so how to take advantage of social media. It may be different things like that. So I think that the chamber is very key in helping. Kind of a sad question. Um, what could the chamber do better, Scott? What do you think the chamber, you, you've been around, you've watched the chamber of commerce over your, over yeah. your what could yeah. we do better? I just, the whole concept of regionalization, which goes back to what Tracy's talking about, is so important, both from the mobility of people from one amenity to another, for families to get to the restaurants and all the, the things that we've been talking about. Uh, I think that involved with the red line mm -hmm. uh, and the developments coming on there, transportation. Uh, how do we, how do we improve the transportation in the area? And uh, I, so I, I see the regional approach that's gone on for years, but certainly uh, I see more of that part of the chamber okay. function. And Bill, we have about 30 seconds left. 30 seconds, Alicia, what do we do well? Well, like Tracy mentioned, networking, uh -huh. um, fantastic. I mean, in some of the uh, programs or activities, I've, events I've been to in the last a year, you know, one of them, I met a neighbor who lived up the street from me, and I had no idea he had started his own business. Yeah. Um, All right. We, uh, for those who are streaming with us, we're going back live uh, in just about 10 seconds. So thank you for staying with us. Lake Norman Chamber President Bill Russell is on WSIC with Town Talk. Join in the conversation by calling 844-STUDIO-4. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Town Talk. I'm your host, Bill Russell. My guest today is Scott Higgins, who is with the uh, Town of Cornelius as a commissioner, Alicia Bergsman, a commissioner of Town of Huntersville, Tracy Matt, Madison Brandon, Town of Davidson. Um, before we... we uh, go into some of the last things I want to talk about. Uh, I, I was struck by something else on your resume, Alicia. During the pandemic, you worked as a medical case manager at a public health organization serving people with HIV and AIDS. Can you speak to that? Sure. Um, so, yeah, you know, I was in a family. I mean, the pandemic affected everybody in different ways, but we were all affected tremendously. Um, I happened to be in a family with a spouse who is a not a first responder, but, you know, frontline worker in hospitals. So we already had that exposure. Um, and when I heard that there was a need in the community um, of, there were difficulties in hiring mm -hmm. case managers. And that's actually where I started um, when I went into the nonprofit world was within case management. And I saw the need and I had the time and I wasn't working at the time. So um I applied for a job and I was working with individuals. It was a community, it's a community clinic off of Babies Ford Road. Um, lots of mostly young adults, um, but also as well individuals who have been living with HIV for decades. Um, and it was under um, the Ryan White federal program to help people who are uninsured or underinsured access the life-saving medication they need to be able to live with that diagnosis and still live a healthy, productive life. Tracy, at a diversity meeting that we had just two weeks ago, one of the issues that was raised was gentrification. And um, we're talking about basically poor sections of the town where, where you have affluent people moving in and it forces other people out. And certainly in West Davidson, uh, over on Griffith Street, we've seen a lot of um, displacement with, with folks. Uh, Pottstown, which is Huntersville's first neighborhood, built uh, for African-Americans uh, in 1909. Smithfield community here in Cornelius, the largest intact historical African-American community in, in uh, Mecklenburg County. But we're seeing um, people that have been there forced out because in, in a lot of times the 
the um, tax rate is too much, too big of a burden, and uh, they can't stay in their homes. Uh, speak to gentrification, and, and what is the town of Davidson doing to, to maybe help people who have been longtime Davidson residents stay where they want to live? One of the main, one of the things that we created last year with the increase of property taxes all throughout Mecklenburg, um, um, West Davidson was um, hit the most in our community. Like when I say hit the most, over a hundred percent increase in their tax uh, bill. And so the town of Davidson, we created a tax assistance program. And so that would be helpful to people who qualified for the Mecklenburg County Homes Program would also qualify for our tax assistance program because we based it on um, the homes program. So that was one thing that we have done. Um, We are definitely bringing awareness to um, the issue. I, as a campus minister, do a, a justice walking tour. We just did one Sunday with over 20 people, and we had 10 or 15 more on the waiting list. Um, but it's, it's to bring awareness and to help you engage in some of the issues when it comes to gentrification to see what's really happening. So there are people buying houses, tearing them down, and then building something like three to four times as large. And so that's something that I'm very concerned about. And personally, I'm trying to promote a change in our ordinance in terms of the square footage of house that you can build within a certain community to address the need to stay within the character of the community. Uh, I've served on the Habitat for Humanity Board for for a number of years when it was our town's habitat here. Um, And, you know, the, the... the challenging thing that we have in all three of our communities is we literally have people who are our firefighters and our policemen and yes. our teachers who can't afford to live in the community that they serve. Um, and I know affordable housing is something that, that all three of you are wrestling with. Uh, when we had the candidate forums that WSIC I partnered with this on and the candidates were up there, that was an issue that came up time and time again. What is the Huntersville Town Board doing on the issue of affordable housing? Sure. And I'll throw a little fact out there. Actually, the first time I ever visited this area, I was on um, a Habitat for Humanity collegiate trip um, and did one of their spring break builds. Uh, So that was, I'm not going to say how long ago that was. (laughs) (laughs) But um, what we're doing right now is, so last year, um, the former mayor, Melinda Bales, had started the Affordable Housing Task Force. And at the end of 2023, um, the task force presented their recommendations to the board. And you know, those recommendations include, um, you know, protection, pro- providing partnership and uh, preserving. And workforce housing is a very important component. Um, and that's one where I feel that, you know, the town can have um, more involvement. But we're also looking at um, ways that we can partner with critical home repair programs, preserving, you spoke about gentrification, preserving our historical communities like Pottstown and providing a better protection so residents have that um, capability to stay in their homes and have their homes be, um, you know, um, a safe place to live through critical home repair. Um, So we're looking at the recommendations at the moment and, you know, seeing how we can move forward. I will say that we also, we have a, uh, affordable housing program. We have an affordable housing yeah. equity director. We have an affordable housing and equity board. And so that is, so this is us, you know, putting the proof in the pudding. And one of the things is working with Habitat with critical home repairs. 
and um, also with um, rental subsidy. We have a, now we have a rental subsidy program because we understand that part of our inventory for affordable housing has to include rentals as well. Scott, you served on the planning board, and this is this has been a big issue for you too. So, uh, talk about what you guys are doing with the town of Cornelius on on that workforce. Well, housing. it's a it's a real priority. Uh, we uh, we had a housing task force that came up with some recommendations and, and CDC with uh, Michelle Hoverson mm -hmm. uh, getting some money. And, you know, when you put together something like that, then you can apply for grants and get money. We also did some rental assistance and some tax. Uh, assistance when the tax went up, uh, as as the other towns did, uh, working with the Smithville Coalition and the improvement of of the infrastructure over there, water and sewer and other kinds of things are are happening right away. And then also uh, our new uh, thing that Mark Miller is involved with, right. with the Highline yeah. Project. There are going to be ten units in there that will be affordable housing. So. I, I really, you know, we've been talking about this for years, but now you really see some things that are going to happen there. And uh, it's, it, it's a slow progress, but you have to, you have to uh, really think about how, we're, how you're going to plan it and, and where it gets the biggest impact. And that's what we're trying to do right now. Tracy, switching gears, I know a big passion for yours is, is historical signage and, and being able to tell the story of, of uh, Davidson from a historical standpoint. Talk about what you're doing. So we developed a steering committee, um, myself as a commissioner and Commissioner Autumn uh, Ryerson, Michael, along with town staff and um, some lifelong residents are make up a committee to be um, more proactive in making sure that the history is correct and complete comprehensive and that there are different ways of it being told. So we're in the process of really creating um, an online presence where everything can be accessed online, but also signage in some historical neighborhoods. Lakeside um, neighborhood is one that we're beginning with, and that's in West Davidson. And um, with, along with those signs, there's going to be some creative creative ways to interact with that sign with QR codes so that you can learn more about the different uh, areas in, that the signage will go in. But yes, we are, so that should be done this year. Um, we're already looking at the different signages and what, what right. we want it to look like. Mayor Washam wants to bring a history museum to the town of Cornelius. Are you a proponent of that? Oh, absolutely. I, I think uh, you, it goes back to the heritage. Uh, you talked about the yes. mills and the, in Smithville, uh, there, and in Lake Norman, the lake. So uh, all that would be involved in that and be an educational uh, venture. Uh, it'll, it'll take some doing. We do have some monies for uh, renovation of that building over there, should that become available. But uh, I think, again, talking about the his historical uh, heritage for the region, uh, that would be uh, certainly a step in the right direction and an educational opportunity for kids in the schools and others who move to this area. Scott, we were talking about things that people don't know about their elected officials. You're actually a dean or was a dean of, of a college. A dean of, of the graduate school, chief research officer, Western Carolina University, and, and later uh, in charge of all the graduate programs in the UNC system. And, and Alicia, you sort of got your start really uh, here in, in, in Huntersville with the PTA and, and doing stuff that you did in, in the education field. I did. Um, so yeah, I moved here when my daughter was three 
and um, there were two ways that I first got involved. One was through um, not necessarily the PTA, although I was involved with the PTA, but also with the school leadership team, um, which is slightly different from the PTA and um, works collaboratively with staff as well. Um, but also, um, I randomly, um, my first six months here, I, I randomly met um, former Mayor Jill Swain mm -hmm. at um, North Lake Mall. I think we were at J. Crew, actually. And she is one of the individuals that helped introduce me to Huntersville 101 and to learning more about how the town works and getting involved in that area. One of the things that I read about you and your biography that uh, you and I have in common, uh, not only is the hiking and, and doing that and backpacking, but uh, passion for reading. And uh, okay, what's, uh, we have one minute left. What's the last book you read? Um, so I just finished um, the Broken Earth trilogy. I read all genres. This was a fantasy genre, sci-fi fantasy um, by N.K. Jemisin that um, all three books won the Hugo Award um, in the mid-2010s. I finished last night, Josephine Marcus Earp, while, uh, Wyatt Earp's wife. It was, it was a story on Josephine Marcus Earp. Last book you read, 30 seconds. Oh, my God. I don't know. I read a lot <laughs> of different books. Um, oh, my goodness. Go to Scott. I can't remember. All right, Scott, <laughs> 10 seconds. No, I, I'm the same way. I've been oh reading goodness. a lot of uh, municipal government things in our documents in the town uh, trying to prep myself for what's okay, expected. Well, we, we've got to go. If it's Wednesday afternoon, we're talking about Our Towns on Town Talk on WSIC. We'll see you next week. Serving you better than ever before. WSIC, Statesville, W290DK Mooresville, W264CU Statesville.